Welcome into Locked On Phillies. In today's episode, I react to the Andrew Painter UCL sprain news and tell you exactly what that means for the top pitching prospects in baseball's path to the major leagues. We'll break it all down on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Every day. Welcome into Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phillies baseball for years, and I'm still sad about Andrew Painter, even though I know I should be disappointed at this point. Uh, with just about every opportunity that the Phillies have for something to go their way. Anyway, thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Pardon my voice. My voice sounds a little bit like deeper. Uh, it was a buddy's birthday last night, uh, and I, I had a little bit to drink, a, a couple beverages, as one does when your friend has a birthday. So uh, I think it sounds all right, though. I got a little bass in my voice, so maybe I sound a little bit more commanding when I tell you that Andrew Painter's situation is not good, ladies and gentlemen. It's not good. No. We found out after a long wait and a second opinion from the best elbow doctor in the country uh, who was busy working at the NFL Combine. That's what the holdup was. They wanted to seek a second opinion. He was the guy, uh, Dr. El Atache. El Atache? I, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's not important what the doctor's name is. He's the guy who did Bryce Harper's Tommy John surgery. He's widely regarded as the uh, best elbow surgeon in the country. So they wanted a second opinion, they being Andrew Painter's camp and Scott Boris, who's his agent, wanted a second opinion from the best elbow doctor, which makes sense. And he confirmed what the Phillies had seen when he got a chance to see it after he got done all his work at the NFL Combine, checking out players there. And the diagnosis is it is a sprain in Andrew Painter's UCL. What does that mean? First of all, if you haven't seen the reports or jumped into it, a UCL sprain is basically a slight tear. Sprain means a slight tear. So just very like a small one, one that will heal without surgery. But, but that's what a str uh, sprain, sorry, I keep, I got to be careful because strain is something different and rupture is a complete tear. Like when someone ruptures their Achilles tendon, that's like the tendon completely snaps. This is not that it's a, it's just like a slight micro tear in the UCL that can be healed with rest and physical therapy. I know because I've had this injury, uh, I know how it feels. And the first place everyone goes on that is like, well, you never pitched it professionally. I get that. Listen, I'm still a human being. I've still had the same injury. I can talk you through a little bit about what it's like to go through this process. So the reports are he's going to take about a month's worth of rest, and then he's going to start a light throwing program. Let me translate that for you into what to actually expect. So four months is going to do just hang out and let it heal. Let the uh, ligament, uh, the ulnar collateral ligament, just uh, heal itself back together, hopefully with the proper amount of rest. It'll back to normal they'll start a light throwing program to test it out and work up the arm strength and then he'll progress from light throwing to to bullpens to long toss to simulated games to back to live action now here's exactly how this is going to work when it comes to what's going on with the philadelphia phillies no shot andrew painter makes the opening day roster now absolutely no chance i mean he's not going to be ready for opening day he's resting for at least a month and opening day is only like 20 days away so that sucks 
uh, my new, my next version of the uh, projected roster is going to look a lot different because Andrew Painter is certainly not going to be on it, which is great. It's awesome. I absolutely just love the top pitching prospect in Boston, uh, in baseball, uh, having an elbow injury that causes him to be shut down after his first spring strain, spring training, geez, spring training start that we get a chance to watch. It's just, it's absolutely awesome. It looks great. And just like that, he snatched away from us. What this means is, yeah, like I said, for a month, he's not doing anything. That late throwing program, I don't know, probably a week to two weeks. The period of long tossing and bullpen, probably another week to two weeks. And then you're looking at simulated games or games in the minor league or thing, minor leagues or things like that before he's ready to potentially get the call up, uh, call it another week to two weeks. So put, put this at about, I'd say, two months total on the injury, barring setbacks or anything two months total on the injury until he's ready to throw in an actual live action game at his full level that he was prior to having the UCL sprain. So today is, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this on Saturday, March 11th. So if we're looking at two months, we're looking at simple math, May 11th. Uh, that would put you partway through the second month of the major league baseball season, the second full month. I know they open up in March, but the second full month of the major league season and I mean, we'll see if that's a point where they want to call him up and you go with a six man rotation there. That's not too late in the season. It's not because my biggest fear with Andrew Painter was if you shut or you start him down early and you bring him up later, once you're sure he's ready to go and everything to limit his innings at the major league level, some of his biggest moments are going to be in his first few games like he's not really going to get an adjustment period in games that are early on in the schedule that don't feel like they have as much pressure or as much riding on them I mean it'll be pressure in general because the kid's going to see his first major league action at some point this year at least we hope but now this is the first uh, signs of doubt of that because he's dealing with the UCL sprain and we'll have to see how he comes back from that and how the arm recovers and and what happens there now guys have pitched with partial tears of their UCL with UCL sprains, with UCL strains, guys have pitched through it and then gotten surgery after. Uh, so there's a, a situation where this isn't that big of a deal when everything's all said and done. He's 19. You've got plenty of time. Listen, Aaron Ola is 29. Andrew Painter's 10 years younger than him, okay? There's – go to, what is it, 2033, and Andrew Painter will just be turning the age that Aaron Ola is now. So there's a lot of time in this kid's career. I get that. And it's not like the end of the world. It's not Tommy John. It's not his season's done or anything like that. So that's good, I guess. It's just what drives me insane is the potential of having him on the opening day roster, building the excitement, and then having it immediately snatched away. It feels very much like what losing a World Series feels like. And this keeps happening in Philadelphia. You get close to greatness, and then it's taken away from you. Or it's lost, maybe not taken away. I guess it's all technically taken away if you give credit to the teams that are winning these championships over Philadelphia teams. But this is very much that feeling where you get close to greatness. You have the top pitching prospect in baseball, and you think he's going to come up, and the team seems like they're interested in starting him on opening, not starting him on opening day, but having him on the opening day roster, and all of a sudden that's taken from you because of a UCL sprain. So that sucks. But it's not the worst-case scenario. I will tell you, that when I had this injury, it led to more injuries of the arm. Your arm, like whenever you have a sprain or a strain or something of a ligament, what happens, what gets put at risk is the other, um, I also have a background in personal training, so I'm not just talking out of my rear end on this one, but other ligaments and tendons and stuff in your arm 
are used differently. And there's more strain put on those because you're trying not to use or your body's trying not to use the ligament that's injured. For me, what ended up happening, the UCL on the inside of the elbow here, I had a partial tear in that. So I had the sprain. And then my triceps tendon on the outside was something that I tried to throw a different way because I was trying to protect my elbow. And then I had triceps tendon issues. It's other things that can go on. Now my elbows are completely jacked up, but that's different. And I don't have, uh, I didn't like take the time off. I don't have that level of physical training at my, uh, at my availability. I don't have those type of doctors. I didn't play major league baseball. I'm not that caliber of pitcher remotely that any of these guys are much less Andrew Painter. So I'm not saying he's in for the same thing as me, but I'm saying it's tricky to come back from this, uh, when you're talking about a sprain and it's kind of a feel thing and it could, you could have a twitch at any point that, partially retears it or whatever. So they're going to be cautious with him. It really slows down Andrew Painter's development. It really sucks because we were excited to see him at the major league level, but it is what it is. Now coming up, I'm going to tell you why maybe a sprain actually ends up being the worst case scenario. We're going to talk worst case scenario. I know it's not fun, but we have to face the worst path so that we can try to evaluate how likely the best path is. So we'll talk about Andrew Painter's... (laughs) UCL sprain, of course. It's just another day in Philadelphia sports, right? What a news Friday it was, and just uh, we're wishing for the best. I'll tell you coming up next why it could be worse than even a full tear of the UCL. I know that sounds crazy. I'll explain as we continue Locked on Phillies. First, though, I want to tell you about my friends over at Built Bar. They're absolutely awesome. You're looking for a delicious treat, I know, but you don't want all the fat and the calories. you got to try Built Bar. They're the absolute best. We are heading towards beach season. I tell you this all the time. you got to be in great shape for beach season. People are working out and you want to get that summer body. Well, you got to try Built because Built Healthy is actually tasty with these bars. Seriously. They're so delicious, you're going to think you're eating a candy bar. 100% real chocolate. They've got the Built Bar uh, Puffs which are marshmallow-infused, some great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, chocolate chip cookie dough, all that great stuff. And listen to these numbers. They're only 130 calories. They're 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. That's crazy. I do um, protein scoops as well when I get them on my workout, and I think one protein shake that I do there is like 15 grams of protein. You get more of that in like a thing that tastes like a chocolate bar, I'm in. Say less. That should be all you need to hear, but now – Even better, you don't have to order them online. You can go to Sam's Club, and you can get a 13-bar box. You can go to Walmart, and you can get a 4-bar box at the pharmacy section in there. So you can go and pick them up. You don't have to wait for online. So go ahead and check out Built Bar if you haven't. If you have, hey, re-up. It's probably time. You're probably about out because they're so good. They go so fast. Go ahead and try Built Bar. All right, let's talk worst-case scenario for Andrew Painter because I think a lot of people were thinking Tommy John was going to be the worst possible case for Andrew Painter's outcome, why they were giving a second opinion that he had a full tear of the UCL. He needed Tommy John to repair it. And it was going to be a year and change before he's back and all that stuff. Here's where that may have ended up being a better option. First of all, the likelihood of people retearing the UCL after Tommy John surgery is low. It doesn't happen often. You don't often see guys tear it twice. Normally, if you tear it once, the thought processes and the history of the injury says that you're probably good to go for the rest of your career. So that leads to a lot of people in today's baseball saying, well, hey, 
uh, my kid needs Tommy John, forcing them to get it. Uh, if there's even a slight, a slight elbow twinge, players want to get it. They're like, okay, just give me the Tommy John so I won't have to worry about this again in the future. Uh, some managers feel that way. Some teams may feel that way. Now, I think it's crazy to intentionally want to give somebody Tommy John. That's not what I'm saying here. What I am saying is if it were Tommy John and Painter was shelved for the whole year, okay, yeah, you lose a year of his season, but then you can call him up next year. You can have him with the constructed ligament. You shouldn't have to worry about the injury anymore in his career. You don't have to worry about that specter hanging over him at any point in the future because, frankly, any pitcher that has not had it, it's looming. The stress that throwing a baseball puts on your elbow, there's – a significant risk of injury there. And the UCL is the most important ligament to have. And it can be torn at any time. It really can. It's just, it's like a lightning strike that happens a lot to, to major league baseball pitchers in today's game. So there's no real way to avoid it. It's just kind of luck of the draw. And for that reason, some people believe that it's a good thing to get the surgery done. It's basically saying, Hey, we could take care of this problem. And we can probably not have to worry about it. And like 90% of the scenarios, you don't ever have to worry about it again with Andrew Painter. And then you have a 20-year-old pitcher next year who's ready to come up, who's already got that repaired ligament, who's good to go, who's gone through all his rehab and everything. Great. Some people like that scenario because listen to the worst case scenario. He's got the sprain in his UCL and he goes the month rest and he starts throwing again and throwing again. And he feels a twinge in his elbow and he has a slight setback. And he goes for another MRI and then uh, the tear healed and then retore, which is possible. It can, it can happen. I mean, the ligament's going to repair itself after, with time or going to try to. And then you can re-tear it when you start throwing again. So you're looking at a situation where he could have a setback and then it's back to two weeks of rest. And then he throws again and a setback and it's back to two weeks of rest. And then he finally gets back to where he wants to be. And then a full tear. And then you're losing not only this year with him doing rehab for the sprain, but it weakens his elbow. How many times he keeps trying to work back from it. It weakens the structural integrity of the ligament. He ends up with a full tear. He ends up missing two years instead of one year. And then you got to get the surgery done anyway. Whereas if he had just fully torn it in the first place, you could have had it done in a year and just said, Hey, it sucks. We're losing him for this year, but we're done with it. That's why the sprain could end up being worse than the full tear. I'm not saying it is. I'm not guaranteeing that all. I'm just saying it's a possibility. And that's why it's so important for the team to be cautious with how they rehab him and when they bring him up and the way they take care of his elbow now that he has this partial tear in the UCL, the sprain, uh, as they're calling it, because you don't want to lose him for two seasons. You can't. Aaron is up for an extension. He may get it, but I mean, Zach Wheeler's coming down to the end of his contract. Ranger Suarez is going to have to get paid. You brought in Tywin Walker for a couple years, but uh, you've got to figure out an option in that fifth starter spot. And I can't have it be Bailey Falter multiple years in a row. And I can't have you committing big money to a free agent pitcher when you have all these guys you're signing in free agency. You might have to pay Reese Hoskins. Uh, you might have to figure out something to do uh, in the infield, depending on what's going on with like Edmundo Sosa's depth. Like these are all problems that are going to pop up and, things like this that you'll have to look at in the future that will cost money. And it'd be better to have a guy under team control who's young, who you can trust, who's durable, who can throw a bunch of innings, who's super talented, like an Andrew Painter, that's ready to go at the major league level. This could potentially take that away from you. So that's not a good scenario. None of this is good for the Philadelphia Phillies or for Andrew Painter. 
I like to live in the world because I'm a positive person that the sprain is a better option than the full tear because I think they'll be really careful with him. And I think at some point this year, we will see Andrew Painter at the major league level. But I just had to lay out the scenario, make y'all lose sleep at night thinking about Andrew Painter's elbow by saying how the sprain could potentially end up being worse time frame wise for his ability to pitch with the Philadelphia Phillies. It's not great. It's not fun. The Philadelphia Phillies, though, here's what I'll say. The Philadelphia Phillies are absolutely fine. As a Major League Baseball team, they're fine. As an organization, they're fine. They're still really, really, really good, okay? Think about the day that the Philadelphia Phillies signed Trey Turner. If I asked most of you who Andrew Painter was at that point, you would have said, uh, I, I don't know. I think he's a minor league guy the Phillies have. It wasn't, oh, best prospect in baseball, the second coming of whoever you want to say, the great pitcher in the game. No, he, he was just a guy. He wasn't just a guy. He was very good, but we didn't know that. Like the average fan wasn't looking at Andrew Painter saying, we got Trey Turner and we've got Andrew Painter coming. Painter kind of picked up later on uh, in the offseason and picked up a little steam and people were looking at his progression and the way he was throwing. And we're saying, okay, this guy's really got something. And then he became the top prospect, uh, pitching prospect in baseball just like a couple weeks ago. So don't fool yourself into thinking this Philadelphia Phillies season hinged on Andrew Painter. Would he have been a really, really nice piece to have opening day as the fifth starter? Absolutely. Could he still be that guy later on in the season? Absolutely. But if Andrew Painter doesn't play a single inning of baseball for the Philadelphia Phillies, they're still going to be a really, really, really good team. They're still going to be a 90-plus win team. They're still going to compete for the NL East. They're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to hopefully make a deep playoff run. They're still going to be a World Series caliber team. So while the Andrew Painter thing sucks, and we should be concerned with it, and you got to keep an eye on his rehab and all that stuff that I've already told you multiple times this episode, don't let that affect how you view this Philadelphia Philly season. Don't, don't do it. They're still going to be fine. You still have one of the best lineups in baseball. You still have one of the better rotations in baseball with Wheeler and Nola and Suarez and Taiwan Walker and whoever you figure out to uh, fill out that fifth spot in the rotation, which will probably be Bailey Falter, but we'll see. Absolutely fine. The Phillies, we're, we're going to be fine. They're going to be okay. So don't let this totally freak you out about the season. That's all I have to say about that. Coming up, we're going to do a little off the poll for the weekend. I know it's Saturday, so you only have one day to respond to this before I get back to it on Monday to go over the poll responses. But jump in on something dealing with the painter elbow injury as we've been throughout this entire episode. And we'll discuss uh, just a question I have for you about the feeling so I can gauge what you're feeling and the mentality around uh, surrounding this news. We'll discuss as we wrap up Lock on Phillies. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel. The NBA is going crazy right now. The season's awesome. It's a great time to get in on betting basketball. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, to do it. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. Threes made. I'll tell you what you should bet on. Go to FanDuel right now and Talk to uh, or talk to type in Joel Embiid MVP odds and look at what he's at. I bet you he's not the favorite. He really should be. He's unbelievable for your Philadelphia 76ers. If you're a four for four Philadelphia sports fan, check out what Joel Embiid's doing. Maybe place a future on his 
on his MVP odds. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Wrapping up now with Off the Poll. So I'm just going to ask a general question. If you're not familiar with Off the Poll, by the way, we do a poll question on our Twitter account. It's at LO underscore Phillies. If you're watching on YouTube, I also retweet it from my Twitter handle, which you can see down here at ConnorThomas975. So you can go ahead and find this poll on Twitter. I'm not going to tell you what I think now, uh, even though I kind of spent the whole episode laying that out. But I'm going to pose the question to you. And then on Monday, we'll recap the results. Uh, the last uh, segment of Monday's episode. And then I will share with you whether or not I agree with what you have to say in the voting. So I love to get the fan base's interaction on that. Appreciate everyone who votes on those polls regularly. Thank you. If you haven't yet, go ahead and check it out. Let your voice be heard. So I know what you're thinking out there as a good Philadelphia Phillies fan. But the off the poll question for today, how worried do you feel or how worried are you about Andrew Painter's UCL spring? And there are going to be four options. I got to figure out how I really want to word it. I'll place it down. But four, basically, uh, different levels of severity that you're worried. Like extremely worried, mildly worried, uh, not worried at all, and complete panic. I guess would be the most one. So complete panic, extremely extremely worried, mildly worried, not worried at all. We'll we'll go with those for the four options. I'll put that up in the Twitter poll. That'll run through until. About like midday on Monday, so you can go and get in and vote on that. I'm interested to see how much people are freaking out about this because I, I don't know. I'm engrossed with the team. Maybe the casual Philadelphia Phillies fan is just like, okay, whatever. And it doesn't seem like as big of a deal because they don't talk about the team every day like I do on this podcast. So it could be that I'm viewing this in a way that not the average fan does. Or it could be that people are totally panicking because it seems like Philadelphia sports can't have good things right now, even though they're getting closer. So I I don't know. There's a lot of different ways this can go. So go ahead and uh, put that out there and see what everyone has to say. And we'll get back to the second segment of Off the Poll on Monday's episode. But that's all for today's episode. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every single darn day. I appreciate it. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Baseball with your league or with your league, win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing on the YouTube. I appreciate that. Getting more subscribers every day. Keep that up. Keep that momentum rolling. Thank you so much for that. It's appreciated more than you know. And I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you on Monday, next episode of Locked On Phillies.